Before we get to this week's episode, we have a special offer for you, our podcast listeners. Uh, we have passes to our next Digiday Plus live podcast event. This is usually exclusively for Digiday Plus members, but uh, we are going to make a few available to you, our listeners. On January 24th at 5.30 p.m., I'm going to speak with Bleacher Report CRO Howard Mittman at their offices here in New York City, and there's much to discuss. The pivot to video done right and done wrong, what this latest Facebook move in abandoning news in the news feed uh, means for publishers, the importance of brand and media today, uh, and whether the rush to commerce will hit a wall and much, much more. Please join us. These passes, as I said, are normally available just to our Digiday Plus members. Um, but if you would like a pass, please email us at plusevents at digiday.com. Be sure to include your first and last name. These limited number of passes will be given out on a first-come, first-served basis. So act now. Again, that is plusevents at digiday.com. Welcome to the Digiday Podcast. I'm Brian Morrissey. On today's episode, I speak with Meredith Artley. She is the editor-in-chief and SVP at CNN Digital. Just a note, this episode was recorded before Facebook's big announcement of how it's changing the news feed. Um, so that is not an issue we discuss directly, but we do discuss it indirectly. And we discuss a lot more, such as the role scale plays, which is still a big issue um, in digital publishing, uh, and much more. Hi, Meredith. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks, Brian. So you've been at CNN Digital now eight years. Give me the um, how it's changed over that time. Very briefly, though, the, the sort of epochs that it's gone through. You don't want the full detailed timeline no, here? No, we only have a half hour. Got it. Um, it's gone from putting a story on the internet, usually a piece of text with some video, and seeing how it does, maybe check in on it. Or maybe not video. Or maybe not video. Yeah. Who knows? Um, and really just thinking about only the web and largely desktop. It's gone from that and pretty separate from TV, right? That's how Mm -hmm. we were eight years ago. That's a different group. They're doing something different that maybe is more important, but not really. Um, to thinking about the story itself and thinking about what form the story should take, right? And what platform it should appear on, right? Including TV. Mm Mm-hmm including social, including messaging apps, including text or video or graphics or whatever, and how we distribute it to audiences and how we measure it and track it. It's gotten way more nuanced. It's more of the, mm-hmm. the scalpel than the baseball bat, as they say. Yeah. So CNN is not a TV company? No, no, no. No. Okay. God, no. Um, we do that, right? We do some TV. We do some TV. Um, but we are, it's a multi-platform company, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and TV, you know, I, I, I'm joking a little bit, but TV, TV is of course hugely important, uh, a massive part of our, it's our DNA, it's our beginning, it's our legacy, it's our reputation, but it is, um, what we do across all screens these days to think of it as there's TV and then there's digital as some separate thing. Mm -hmm. You're not thinking that's not a very user focused way to think. Right. So before before CNN, you did print digital in quotes. No one can see my air quotes here. But print publications, but the digital side. How is it different being part of what? At least at one point, it was a TV company, um, 
on the digital side there versus one whose legacy business was print. Yeah, it's, I feel like there's a constant dialogue in my head where I'm trying to think about the, the things that are different and the things that are the same, right? When I think about broadcast uh, DNA companies versus newspaper DNA companies. Um, and, you know, one of the things that comes to mind is, one, just the culture, like the culture inside these companies where uh, when I came to CNN eight years ago, I came from the Los Angeles Times, right, mm-hmm. on the digital side. And um, the culture there then was very tough. We went through multiple rounds of layoffs. It was kind of a constant struggle for survival. Um, still ongoing. And maybe that's still happening right now there today, unfortunately, um, which you know really makes me want to talk about the importance of local media in, right. in this country, but that's, uh, that's another trail to go down. Um, but so walking into CNN, where the business... Uh, was and still is, uh, it's even stronger than what it was when I walked in, like both on the TV side, both uh, and on the digital side. There's this enthusiasm and sense of possibility. And just by nature of being constantly on 24-7, both on any screen, right, on the internet or on air, there's this, there's just this metabolism that's Mm -hmm. completely different. And... One of the biggest shocks was uh, when I first started, uh, one of the first news meetings of the day was at 8 a.m. And I remembered in previous jobs, like, God, you don't have a, you don't have a news meeting before 10 at, at the time, right? At most. 8 a.m., I'm inspired. Print-centric companies, Indeed. right? Look, look for that. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, now I apologize to your team. But it is a great way to start the day. We still do that, right? It's a... 8 a.m. every morning, we have a global video call and talk about the stories of the day, the audiences, what we know, how we did yesterday, what our plan is for today. And then Mm -hmm. we go into a larger other news meeting. So to start the day that way, that's a big difference. And I think some of the big, you know, print legacy companies are maybe doing this as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But they weren't weren't earlier. And this is... uh, So CNN is is pouring a lot of resources into digital, has big ambitions, billion dollar business by what, 2022... Maybe something, something like, that. like that. Something like that. Um, a lot of people are down on scale and digital media. There's been a lot of the year sort of ended with Schadenfreude when it came to device, to BuzzFeed. Um, yeah, a little bit of Mashable in there, but that was never going to get to that kind of scale. But um, give me the case for scale when it comes to a brand like CNN. I mean, because you have to be everywhere. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's part of the game. Luxury and a curse. Yeah, that's the game. Now, scale is a terribly out of fashion term these days, right? Everyone's kind of beating up on scale. And I think the people who are doing that are often doing it for the right reasons. But for CNN, um, that's our game. That's it. I mean, we've got 3,000 plus journalists around the world, Mm -hmm. right? And we're on 24-7 on just about every screen that you can find on the planet, Right. right? And... Um, that's our game. Like, so when like Jeff Zucker it. looks at it, he's like, we have to be number one. We have to be number one. Absolutely. Like there's not really an option. Absolutely. But we, and we all feel that way, right? Um, it, that's just, that's just part of the game. You have to be, um, ubiquitous and present in just about every way. If you want to be relevant and essential and support the business. Now, I also think part of the conversation around scale to my ears is usually around 
the race to the bottom with the ad model, right? And what's happening right now, because things are just, uh, once again, we're at this moment where the business model doesn't look particularly great, right? Thanks a little bit to Facebook and Google. Thanks yeah. a little bit to what, you know, all these other factors at play that you specialize in here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I scale in that context. I understand the argument. I also understand the argument that uh, certain companies have been uh, certain smaller news organizations. You mentioned Vice. You mentioned you know Mashable, etc. Um, there, the way that the whole analytics industry is set up kind of rewards scale, right? Yeah, that's what you track, right? Now people can talk about time spent and engagement and completion rates and things like Nobody that. Nobody looks at that. Nobody, in the like, come on. <laughs> and I mean, how many times are we going to tell ourselves that page views don't matter? But they do. Right, I know it's unsexy, and I know it sounds yeah. old, but right now the way the model is set up, and I get that it's problematic, but just because we don't like it, you can't say that it's not true, right? Mm-hmm. So, anyway, scale is important for us. Yes, right. It's, I say you guys still send out the press releases that you're number one. Yeah, right. Yeah, and it used to be now like people are like eh, against it, but um, Trump obviously has helped, right? Is he? He's currently feuding with you. Um, yeah. I mean, here's the thing about Trump. Or is that mostly help on the TV side? Yeah, the whole conversation around the Trump bump. I mean, of, co- of course it's an incredible story. I mean, how could it not be? Um, the, he's feuding with us. I would argue that we're not feuding with him. I do not think that we are in a fight with the president. That is not what our, that is not what our job is. Our job is to say what's truthful and hold people in power accountable, all mm-hmm. that good stuff, right? Um, we are fighting for audiences. We are fighting for the truth. We're not fighting against the president. That's not, that's not the right position but for But he's us. been good for, for ratings, and he's also been good, I'm sure, for engagement, page views, name the metric um, online. Absolutely. I mean, he's one of, he is the most unprecedented, uh, provocative person yes. who's held he would that spell, office. He would spell that differently. But right, he's consensual. Think. Yes. <laughs> so you don't see any, it, I mean, we're not, it's not wearing out. I mean, I always wonder that, like, you know, like ad campaigns wear out after a little bit, you know, when the frequency gets too high. Um, Trump doesn't seem like he can get to, I don't know, we can't get enough of him. I think people. there's there have been moments. We've had, if you were to... You know, listen in and aggregate the data from our, you know, news meetings of those those early 8 a.m. news meetings of the last, how long has it been? A uh, year plus, really. Um, you would hear moments where it's like, you know what? Like, it might be that people are getting a little bit tired of this whole Trump narrative, right? Mm-hmm. We're seeing a lot of interest in these stories that are kind of counter-programming stories, whatever they might be. We're seeing less interest in these Trump stories, but then it'll swing back up. So... I, the the bump for as I have seen it with the data that we obsess about every minute of every day and seeing in digital around Trump, it has not been zoom. There's a rocket from nowhere and it's just a plateau or some hockey stick that keeps rising. It, there's variation in it depending on what the story is. So mm-hmm. the bump is like a I don't know. It's a it's a plateau with some rivets in it i mean he's president so everything he does is i I think by the nature of the office newsworthy absolutely do do you do you have any sympathy for the corners that say well this is just enabling this craziness that we're in that every single tweet 
becomes a story, becomes a hit, call in the call in four different experts to to debate about the tweet. I mean, it seems like he's playing the news media. There's there's a clear undercurrent of that. Right, right. He's he's because he knows that the news media cannot help itself. Right. There's an argument that he's just producing his own long reality show, right? Yeah. And and we're um we're kind of playing into that, right? That's part of the narrative. Um we absolutely have conversations every day about are we going to cover this one, whether it's a tweet, whether it's a comment, whether it's a line that was pulled out and then removed from a White House transcript from the meeting on immigration that happened yesterday. We have conversations about is this a story we're going to do? And if so, how are we going to do it? What's our angle on it? We're not just robotically like he did this. Let's, you know, run off and keep on mm-hmm. jumping up and down on the hamster wheel. We don't um, we don't do it lightly and like robotrons. Mm-hmm. Um, we really talk about it. But at the end of the day, what he is doing is absolutely, and how he is doing it is newsworthy by definition. It's unusual. So there's no choice there because there's, there's the theatrics, right? Yeah. Which I think gets a lot of attention. Um, but then there's the policy stuff with which historically has not gotten as much, you know, repealing EPA regulations does not get as much. I mean, journalists love to go on and on about how it's important to do this, but it just does not get as much attention as Game of Thrones stuff. Who's up, who's down. I, I, I don't know that that's the case for CNN. I, we have been constantly surprised at, um, the TPP story did extremely well for us. We were like, really? Like there are there are um, there are things. One of the if you want to be if you want to be an optimist about it, uh, one of the things that has been really interesting with this presidency is people are really looking. I would say more deeply into issues that might have been unsexy air quotes mm-hmm. in previous administrations because they really want to know what's going on. So I'm observing, and I don't have the chart beat or amateur data to quote to you right now at this moment, but I'm observing we are seeing more interest in issues and policy. And yes, the news peg on it is, is Trump and his actions, right? But that's, that's good. That's interesting. That's really interesting that people want to spend some more time and understand what's happening with the EPA or understand what's happening with immigration or under, like in deeper ways, these stories that we're broccoli to the chocolate of a game of thrones piece like mm-hmm. there's there's real interest there okay so the other big thing going on in the environment is platforms you alluded to facebook and google obviously we talk about it a lot here it's a big macro issue um with cnn's mandate to sort of be everywhere it would seem to be that your platform strategy would be simple but hard be everywhere but make it work <laughs> <laughs> like i mean other you know for a small publisher like you know us or someone even like far larger than us like you got to really think hard like you just say no to like 90 percent of things but i would guess it would be the inverse for cnn you say yes to everything and then you just got to figure out how to make it work yeah you know i um be everywhere and make it work i think i might take that and put it on some coffee mugs for the staff. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for Simple that. but hard. Yeah, thanks, Brian. Jessica Lesson was on here and she said, you know, VCs like simple but hard business models. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's good. Um, uh, it's, 
it's it's hard um but is that i mean it's not always simple you are everywhere you know you're on all the platforms we're on all the platforms now we don't always we often but we don't always decide to go first right like we went first on snapchat and then and then recently we said yeah bye-bye talk about that right um we we like ubiquity is a part of the strategy right we want to be the worldwide leader in mobile and video news and information that's essential for people, right? Essential is another like magic word for us. Mm-hmm. So in order to do that, um, you gotta, you gotta be in the right places. Um, how, w- how would you rank them? It's mostly really, really fun and creative. Yeah. Right. Oh God. I mean, to, so ra- to rank them, the I have important. to start with the so list. Facebook is the most important, right? I mean, by far. Um, has to be yeah i guess so i guess so i mean we you know we just started this thing with facebook watch which is off to a good start but yeah well sure facebook is the most important right okay now. so let's talk about facebook um give me the things that you're excited about that you're doing with facebook and the things that got to improve so and um, so facebook watch we just launched a a series there called love stories we're like halfway through the release on it We've got some really good data on it. It's really like really great completion rates, like great big total numbers. You know, it's good. Um, but here's the thing about Facebook, and this is why I'm a little like. Wait, let's go like watch time, actual watch time, not just you know. Facebook's very good with rolling up very big top line numbers. It was more than two million, three million. I'm gonna be conservative on the number that watched more than four minutes of. A video of one of the series. Yes. Okay. That the completion rates, you know. I mean, I have to ask that because particularly coming from television, I wonder if sometimes you take these digital metrics back and the TV people are like, give me a break. We did more like between 3 a.m. and 3.15 a.m. in Malaysia. No, no, no. The completion rates on digital, um, we pay close attention to and people spend a lot of time. We had one of our top stories this morning was we revisited some of the Vegas victims and that story um just the the entire package of it the text and video had almost three minutes completion rate but that's this, awesome like, but let's get back to facebook great watch. For so TV. facebook watch you are yeah. encouraged by this high profile effort i'm encouraged by it but i don't we don't put all of our eggs in the facebook basket if facebook watch goes away tomorrow you'd be fine it's fine okay it's really fine. I mean, this is the thing that I think... That is an upside of ubiquity, right? Absolutely. Because a lot of people have had the rug pulled out from under them because they've... Look, if you're going to optimize... If you can only optimize the one thing in the last five years, you optimize to Facebook. It's just a no-brainer. I mean, 100%. you have to. 100%. But if you're optimizing to everything, I guess it's less risky. 100%. So this ubiquity and then always having the focus on on your O&O, on your core, and remembering... Like, Which is still important. It, it's everything. Yeah, it because is you get the, people to visit CNN.com. That's right. It that's is right. the thing that you control versus... You know, it's, all, it's always interesting to me, and I get it. I'm saying this from a place of privilege at CNN, right? Because of the scale, because of the ubiquity. But it's interesting to me how the news industry, the media industry kind of collectively freaks out when Facebook makes a change that impacts their business. Well, what were you expecting? It's their platform, and they're not in the news business. 
they're going to make changes for whatever reason, they're going to make changes. And we get upset when they don't tell us and it impacts our business. Like, you know, we at CNN, you know, have gotten a little perturbed with those changes, but it doesn't, we can't put ourselves in a position where it impacts our business in a significant way. That's Mm -hmm. irresponsible of us. So it sounds like you're saying it's a little bit less Facebook's fault. I mean, because Facebook's going to do what's good for Facebook and more a fault of faulty business models that were over-reliant on not just Facebook, over-reliant on fill in the blank, anything. Exactly. Okay. Um, Which is not to say that the business model for owned and operated uh, sites and properties is completely figured out because we know it's not. Right. I just think you have to have a balanced portfolio, right? It's like your investment strategy. You don't put everything in yeah. the riskiest spot. And everyone's portfolio looks different. Than, That's right. You know. Um, so with, uh, with Snapchat, um, you guys recently um, said you'd, you'd stop one of your shows after only like five months too, which no. I was kind of surprised, right? Well, no, we've been on we've 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 been with Snapchat Discover since however long it's been, two years. But yes, we recently relaunched. We've done many things with them over the course of that time. We recently relaunched a new show called The Update, and that's right, probably I think that's what you're thinking. Yes, yes. I mean, okay. So recently, you you said you were going to stop doing the update, uh, a Snapchat show. Yes. Okay, and you know, raise some eyebrows and and. You know, a lot of people rushed and said, uh-oh, this is not a good sign for Snapchat. Why, why did you stop it? Important platform, young demographic, I can go through all the it, different particulars. We, um, there were a couple of reasons, but the main one is that we found that it wasn't, it wasn't working for us as an investment. We were putting in a lot of time for really creative, great people. And How many people did you have working on it? We had about half a dozen Okay, well, that's not that bad. Half a dozen people that I could... I, we just wrote something about an NBC News show that has 30 people on it. They have a lot. Snapchat. I know, we've that's noticed insane. that. They've got a lot of people on it. Bonkers. Yeah, I mean, you know... But uh, NBCU like you said, is an investor, and everything is... That's, that's right. The, They've got a different set of priorities, so that's fine, but... Uh, and your priority is not to support Snapchat. Your sp- priority is to support uh, CNN. Right. Um, so was it just that the money was not there, that the... The audience was not there. The audience, it was kind of, it's kind of like your earlier question about Facebook. Like you have to keep on asking yourself, is that good for the audience? Yeah, that's what I'm always asking. It's, that's my question. I should just have a button here. Is it good? <laughs> is that good? <laughs> um, that's a great idea. I'll, I'll get you that for yeah, maybe we can sponsor holidays it. next year. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, the audience was fine. The, uh, it seems like it was fine, but there's no other context because what are you going to compare Snapchat right. up against? Right. Um, the revenue, not necessarily off the charts amazing. And, um, and you know, we left the door open with them. We might do other things with them in the future, but we decided mm-hmm. for right now, especially yeah. as you have these conversations, which we, we have to have everywhere that we work, of what really matters and what are we going to do and what are we going to stop doing. Mm-hmm. So and, you could play hardball a little bit, though, with the platforms. A little bit. I think we'd like to think that we can. I think sometimes we do. But in the end, like, I don't know. They're going to go their own way and do what they think they need to do. And some other news organization might come along and do exactly what they want them to do. That's fine. We just, don't have to play that game. Just to circle back to Facebook for a second. Do you think they need to be less involved in news or more involved in news? 
I mean, because this mm. seems like, I mean, it seems like it's bringing them a ton of grief. Like, if I was Mark Zuckerberg, I'd be like, can't we just go back to, like, the puppy photos and the baby photos? Like, this is not doing it for me. Everyone's, like, saying that we help turn an election and fake news and all this stuff. Like, and who needs it? That's funny. It does feel like they've been in denial about this, right? With the whole media company, news company kind of thing. But I do, I've Tech sort of company. turned to be, have more sympathy yeah. for him because I don't think they ever, I don't think he ever set out to, they set out to dominate the news business. Mm. It just sort of happened. No, I don't think so. They wanted to dominate the baby photo business. I know that. Yeah, I, <laughs> I was that the original mission statement? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a secret I, mission statement. Yeah, I, um... I, that is a really good question. If you want them more involved or less involved, I um, I would be okay. From certainly from the CNN perspective, to have them less involved, for the reasons that I said earlier. I don't. I just don't think it, it, it's on us if we put all of our eggs in that basket. Like it's like let's control the things that we can control. That's our job to to run these newsrooms and run these companies the best way that we, that we know how and to try to control the things that we can. Um, um, I, you know, I, I would like for more transparency. I'd like for more honesty. I mean, this is the thing that all of us want from the big platforms. What does transparency mean? Uh, as mu- They're not going to tell you how the algorithm works. So that's n- off the table. No, but I'd like it. I might as well ask. Um, <laughs> I would I would like more conversation around audience data. Mm-hmm. You know, there's Facebook is okay. They're not the biggest offender on that. Snapchat it was hard to get that data from. Yeah. Right. Um, do you think Google gets publishers better than um, Facebook? I do. Yeah. Well, I they do. have a lot. They have a longer history. I, I think. do. Yeah. And they've been involved in the monetization side for a long time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hard to, um, you know, again, having been doing, you know, uh, versions of this job in this industry for 20 plus years. It's, you know, you kind of go through these phases Mm -hmm. of who your favorite outside big monster partners are, right? Yeah. So, you know, these days, Google looks great. You know, six months from now, a year from now, who knows? Like, these things keep on changing, right? Right. Um. One of the other things I want to talk about was um, this pivot to video. I mean, you guys obviously are already in video. So how does that view how you look at the market, you know, with all of the, the schadenfreude that's come to the companies that tried to pivot from text to, to being more video-centric? Yeah, yeah. Um, pivot to video, and I, I don't want to be too uh, snarky about this, right? Because they're, the pivot has cost real people real jobs and stuff. And I know there's been some, mm-hmm. some real ramifications of that, but it's true that there was some snickering inside of CNN once pivot to video became the phrase of the year. Right. Cause it's, that's what we've, we haven't had to make the pivot that we've just, you, just, you pivoted to where you were. We've been standing in the same place. <laughs> okay. Right. So, um, I, I think it, I think it exposed some things, um, that are helpful learnings for all of us, anyone who works in this industry, which is, video to do it well and to do it right is an art and a craft and it is time intensive and it is expensive, right? So, um, and it may or may not, as we saw with some of the failures from the pivot, uh, be a a lucrative business model, right? Mm -hmm. So, 
um, I think that was a big, like, just collective lesson. Some of these things that we all like to think boldly and just go and do, and it can't be that hard because we see a lot of other people doing it. Some of these things to make them worthwhile for people to actually want take a lot of talent and time and investment, and you can't slapdash it, right? Mm -hmm. So um, that's kind of how I feel about video and storytelling writ large. I mean, you know, text is obviously lower cost of entry and all of that, but... And you can still put video ads on and and autoplay them. I know, I know. Can we talk about that for a minute? Sure, go ahead. You guys autoplay a lot. Give me the case for why this is is a good strategy. I understand it on a revenue perspective and you have a lot of video and oftentimes it's contextual, but autoplay, and I blame Facebook again for this, they normalize this and um, I think it can be an impolite experience. I agree with you. Really? I agree. All right, let's stop it. I agree. Well, well, you know, (laughs) you said we have all of 30 minutes. Um, (laughs) It's an announcement at the end. I (laughs) Thank you. I agree that it is not the best experience. I mean, come on, right? I mean, we know that. People don't love, we've all had the experience where like all of a sudden something's blaring and what, like (laughs) it's disorienting, you get confused. So um, I do think it is somewhat normalized. Right? Because of Facebook. We used to yeah. talk about how ESPN did it way more before we did, right? I mean, oh my God, yeah. ESPN back used in the to day, be, right? they were the original auto players. That's right. And we, um, and we calibrate it, right? We do. We change it. So there might be some days or weeks where you're like, oh, chill out, CNN. And then there might be other days where um, we do a, a little less of it, right? So, um, And some days you just do a ton of it, like autoplay Fridays. Autoplay Fridays, Yeah. <laughs> Q4 is usually every day is autoplay. Q4, so nice. um, Q4 autoplay. Yeah, I mean, it is It is. But uh, that's a one broad, of the ways to support right. the business. It's a, it's a broader thing of, I think, uh, I don't know, we always say that, that there is some sort of crisis of, of UX right now because it's become a lot harder to support premium content um, in digital media. And, you know, the truth of the matter is, before you could just, you could increase the number of pages you did and stuff like this. But now, um, you know, thanks to Google and Facebook and other factors, it's just harder to make money. It's just harder to make money, right? So I, I do think this is one of our biggest collective sins, right? Mm-hmm. Which has been, and, and we've done it knowingly, which is mostly good, and we've done it for largely the, white, the right reason, a lot of our sites, CNN and elsewhere, we, if we were trying to build the most elegant, addictive, essential user experience would not at all look the way that they look right now. Like, I just mm-hmm. want to, like, we might as okay. well have real talk about it, right? Yes. But the realities are, if we want to support global independent journalism, we are trying to find the right ways to do it. And if mm-hmm. there's a significant slice of pie that says, you know what, autoplay, it's happening in a lot of places audiences, they may not love it, but they know it's something that you got to do unless you're going right. to go out of business. Go into or, subscriptions or go out yeah. of business. Or, well, you are going to do subscriptions. We are. So tell me about that. Uh, because look, I think last year, uh, the, the sort of sheen was already off, but it fully came off of 
pure ad models. Like um, you can do them at tremendous scale, and you guys have tremendous scale, and there is a case to be made. Um, we had, I had Lydia Polgreen on here not 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 long ago, and there is a case to be made for everything being free and all this. Um, but in reality, you know, we're definitely seeing a lot more people move to direct consumer revenue. Um, yeah. So how does CNN balance being ubiquitous with with doing that? Because I mean, it's something has to give. Yeah. If you think about it, we um, CNN in some ways at its original core is the uh, is an is a subscription business, right? Yeah. That's cable news, right? Indirect subscription, sure. Indirect, right? Um, yeah. Some people want us in the bundle and some people may not. I remember, I see, I was covering CNN back in the day when they tried to charge for their video product. Right. That was a long time ago. That was a long time. How old are you again? I'm like late 20s. Yeah. No, 45. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm almost there in a few months. (laughs) It's great. Um, Good. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Yeah. I, um, I, and and we have subscriptions through uh, less indirectly, but still a little indirect uh, for CNN Go, right? Yeah. Right. So uh, so now the next phase is to really look at um, what are the things that people, when you think about CNN and scale and ubiquity, and you think about breaking news, developing news, updates, kind of a lot of our core DNA, global, international news, et cetera, right? Money, politics, all that good stuff. What are the things, you know, the ways that you can categorize that, right? Is it, let's look at the fans of the talent that we have, right? We have a lot of fans of people like Jake Tapper. What would they, do they get a little bit more access? Do they get a special update? Is that something uh, that would be worth a subscription? Uh, are there features or tools that might be worth a so subscription? So these are, these are new products. These are not a walling off like, oh, you've been to CNN three times this month. Sorry. That's how we're talking about it right yeah. now. But we are still talking about it, and we haven't done anything yet. So I have no big, we'll, we'll, <laughs> you know, and that we'll launch X on the state. Um, but yes, we are largely thinking about it in terms of new products, new features, trying to get away from the old models of mm-hmm. the walls that you just put up when people really are just hungry to know more. You know? Yeah, it's not a New York Times sort of approach that is a lot more... I mean, they truly pivoted. Really, they pivoted. The consumer revenue. I mean, the whole organization changed. That's right. And it's interesting you mentioned the Times. I was there, you know, uh, who was it recently uh, has been talking about, you know, remember when all the journalists, like the absolute worst thing you could do was put anything behind a paywall. Oh, yeah. And now yeah. we're all like waving the flag for like... Lucia wrote a story about this, about how the cultural changes in newsrooms... It's Lucia then, yeah. Um, that now people, now you get a lot less pushback. <laughs> a lot less pushback. I mean, there was a there was a defiant army when I was at NYTimes.com in 2000, and we were having this conversation. It was the most disruptive, like passionate. Like people were angry. There was yelling, chair throwing. Maybe there were there was <laughs> chair throwing. It's a New York Times, but it was it was a really passionate conversation about all the reasons not to do it. Which, by the way, isn't that far from the argument that you know. Remember, we're still talking about what's happening in the nation of people being divided and, mm-hmm. and, and issues of inequality and this argument of, wait, why, did, why now all of a sudden are we fine to start charging for things? And then you layer the net neutrality conversation on top of that. And where are we, where are we going from where we are now and what the internet is going to be and how we make sure we get access to the people who 
want it or okay. need it. So right? I guess it's safe to say without any, you know, full fleshed out details that it's something that provides more, not, um, you know, completely changes the model to make people pay. That's right. Right. Super fans kind of thing. Yeah. Um, talk to me about the, the role of verticals um, before we go. Um, I mean, CNN has verticals. How do We've seen a lot of people start to emphasize verticals versus trying to have just one brand that means everything to everyone. How, do, how does CNN look at that? This is a really active conversation with us right now. Um, uh, at the end of the day, it's, it's at the back of the jersey, right? That says CNN on it. Right, it's the back. I don't know. I haven't seen your jerseys. It's You're not the wearing the back it. of the jersey. I think it's not the front. <laughs> the right? front, the yeah. front of the jersey. The yeah. front of the jersey, not the, the back, back of the, the jersey. Says your name on it. Yes. So it's the front of the jersey. Thank yeah. you. No problem. <laughs> that matters. Yeah. 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 Okay. I'm, a, I'm a big sports fan. <laughs> uh, it's the front of the jersey that matters, not the back of the jersey. Right. So that umbrella of CNN is really what matters. It's really right. what matters. So this idea. You know, a lot of times internally and a little bit externally, we call them premium businesses, which which sounds a little grander and bolder and more ambitious than a vertical or a section, which sounds a little, to my ears, a little 2003, right? Yeah. So, so this idea that we can say, it's all CNN, mm-hmm. absolutely. But you're not going to become a house of brands. We're going to get into the brand nerdery, but like you guys are no. a monolithic brand. Bloomberg is a monolithic brand. CNN is a monolithic brand. That's right. But within CNN, things like travel or certainly things like tech or media or politics, and and even within those sections, there are um, many brands like Saliza and The Point. That's, you know, he's his own brand, right? Right. Um, Stelter with Reliable, right? So I, I very much subscribe to the CNN is a big tent that can house everything. But that doesn't mean it's messy and chaotic underneath, right? Right. But it does. It sounds a little bit different from what Jonah Preddy was talking about, with which was more towards like a house of brands approach. I mean, Tasty has become its own brand. That's um, right. Nifty, etc. Right. You know, rather than just BuzzFeed food, BuzzFeed crafts. That's right. I don't see us going that way. Now we do have Great Big Story. We have GBS. That's true. Right. But that's com- although that structure is a little bit different. It's yeah, structurally it's different. It's it's very much separate from CNN. Right. We built it that way, you know. So final thing is, uh, you know, I think it used to be sort of legacy was put up against um, against the sort of digital pure plays. I don't know. It might still be the case. It was that you know the legacy uh, news brands had a lot to learn from from the Buzzfeeds and from the Vices, and now it seems like. Everyone's competing with everyone else. There's no, everyone sort of, um, I think both sides caught up to a degree mm. on the things that they were weaker on. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, I'm with you. It was uh, a few years ago, we were uh, a little antsy about everything that was happening with, you know, BuzzFeed in particular. I mean. Yeah, why were you guys always obsessed? You're still a little obsessed with BuzzFeed. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know. Not you personally. Yeah. Institutionally. I, yeah, I. I, I think there was some tiff that, uh, you know, didn't, wasn't necessary. <laughs> Just did to, like, we don't need to pick a fight publicly. Like, why? You know, um, but that's my, you know, yeah. personal point of view on this. Um, I, I, you know, but I did. So to that point. Particularly like, with the people with a big LOL sticker on yeah, this. I mean, come on, right? <laughs> but, you know, some of my friends who worked there, we had a conversation what, four, four or so years ago. And they, they, 
they pointed out that they were about to beat us in multi-platform uniques for the month and they were watching it and they were going to celebrate when they when they did that yeah and they did they did they beat us for i can't remember how how long i'm sure i'll hear uh from these folks but it was you know for a month or two or three um they were above us in multi-platform uniques and 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 then they weren't right <laughs> and then and then they stopped caring about multi-platform uniques but are they the competition no no i mean everyone's the competition right so i i say that illustration because it's like, I don't think about BuzzFeed that way anymore. I know they don't care about that anymore, right? They're, they're going on a, a separate path that is going to be their path, and that's fine. They should do that. Um, um, they're not the thing that we obsess about anymore in terms of the competitive set. Uh, we were in a dogfight with the New York Times on mobile for a good part of last year. At least mm-hmm. that's the CNN version of the narrative. I don't, I don't know what they were saying over at the Times, but... Um, you know, like we're so we're watching them on mobile. We're we're also watching the Post. We're also, I mean, it's a, it's a global news organization. We're watching what the BBC and the Guardian and what Lydia's doing with HuffPo globally. We're all kind of paying attention to each other. But you know, the thing that's nice, just to 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 bring it back for a second to your first question about about Trump, is there's something that's happening right now. And forgive me, it's going to sound a little mushy, but there's something that's happening within the journalistic competitive set where we're building off of each other in this interesting way, right? We're all covering the same story. We have upped our game collectively when it comes to investigative reporting. We've upped our game when it comes to um, just digging and working the story. And people, not just at CNN, but I think throughout the industry, are exhausted and exhilarated and on it. And there's almost this like, there's always going to be competition. And by the way, I think there should be, that's good. And that's like, it gives you something to, to go for, but there's also this, um, this camaraderie that's happening. Mm-hmm. We're all covering the same story because it's the most amazing story. And we're all facing the same challenges in the industry right now. And, um, it's just good to kind of, you know, watch what we're all doing and know what the landscape is and to compare notes sometimes and, um, you know, be competitive, but friendly. Okay. You know, our 2018 resolution is to end on an optimistic note. <gasps> Did I? Because there was you? too much. There was too much pessimism last year. I think so. We're going to end on that note. Let's roll. Thank you so much, Meredith. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. And thank you all for listening. This episode was produced by Aditi Sangal. If you like our show, and I, I do hope you like it because you've you've reached the very end of it, please do subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. I will read your review here at the end of the podcast. So you should leave one. Thanks again. See you next week. Thank you.